Hello, hello, hello. Michelle Donatian here with Moments with Michelle Donatian. I hope you're doing well. To God be the glory. You know I'm here today. It is the 23rd, I believe it is. Yeah, the 23rd of July. We're almost at the end of the month. It's very exciting to see what God is doing. And I'm here today to share with you from my heart. I'm excited about what God is showing me to share with you. And what we're going to do before we do anything else is we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for being glorious. I give you all the glory because you are mighty and you're holy. I worship and honor you because your name is always. Your name has always been everything. Your name has always been mighty. And I choose to give you all the glory. I choose to give you all the praise. I ask you to have your way here today. With each person, touch their hearts. May you get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Michelle Donatian here. We are going to have a wonderful little chat today. And today, um, I'm going to go over a little, just a couple of things with you, of course, where you can find this webcast, where you can find this podcast. I can call it a webcast and a podcast because you can go on the web now, of course, and you can find it online. You can play it online as well. Of course, you know you have the Anchor app. If you've downloaded the Anchor app, you can listen to it on, uh, on the podcast. You can listen to it with your iPhone. You can listen to it with an Android. Um, all you need to do is download the app and click subscribe. Subscribe to my podcast. Subscribe to my channel. And that way you always get a notification when a new podcast has been recorded. Um, anytime. You won't miss a thing. You won't miss anything when we have specials as well, and um, you can do it that way. The other way that you can go, the other some of the other places that you can go to, of course, is um, we have it on not only on Anchor, but you can also go to iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, and if you have the Apple Podcast app, uh, let me back up. iTunes. If you have iTunes, you can go to iTunes. It's under Moments with Michelle Donatian. Then the podcast app, uh, the Apple Podcast app, you can go to Moments with Michelle Donatian. Uh, that's if you have an iPhone. Then, of course, Google Podcasts. You can go to google.com forward slash podcasts and put in Moments with Michelle Donatian. If you have Spotify, you can find us there on Spotify. You can find us also on Breaker. And that's www.breaker.audio forward slash moments with Michelle Donatian. You can also find us on Castbox, which is castbox.fm, C A S T B O X.fm. You can also find us on Overcast, that's Overcast.fm forward slash iTunes, so you can find us there. You can find us on Radio Public, and that's where you can go online as well, radiopublic.com, and then you can just put in Moments with Michelle Donatian. So we're all over the place, and of course you know, you can go on to Facebook, and I always have a link there. You can go on to 
um, my uh, Instagram page and in the bio there's a link as well so just a little housekeeping there so that you know exactly where to find the podcast so I'm so happy that you're here with me today subscribe like share it with your friends And I hope that it is a blessing to you and to all those that listen to it. And I'm just going to take some time to share something with you today. The Lord's been talking to me and I want to share with you about living a yielded life. Living a yielded life. A life where you live according to the Word of God. A life where you give everything over to Him. Where you relinquish it all to Him where you recognize that your flesh is just that flesh and your flesh is wicked because that's what the word says. The word says our flesh is wicked. The word says that there will constantly be enmity between your flesh and the spirit and always Satan is trying to keep you in your flesh. He's always trying to keep you in pride, where you're trying to prove a point, where you're trying to prove what it is that you've got to show people, where you're trying to prove what it is that you can or cannot do when you have a conversation with someone, when it comes down to living your life. If you're not living your life in only obeying Christ, you're not living the Christian life. That's what the Word says. The Word says that you have a yielded life towards Christ. Paul called it, saying that Christ that he was Christ was his master. He was a slave to Jesus Christ. The word is so clear about how to live a life the Christian life. That is really something that we have to recognize, something that we have to remember. Something that's so important and it's so detrimental if we don't choose to live that life. Because if you don't choose, excuse me, to live that life, the Bible says you're not his. That means that you aren't going to have eternity with Jesus Christ. Because he says, if your heart is his, then you do what he says. If you love him, you do what he says. That's what his word says. It's a really hard thing. I know. I know it. I know it. I know it personally. It is a constant struggle. It is a constant struggle. And the Bible says that it's going to be a constant struggle. And I don't know what you're struggling with right now. Maybe you're struggling with a relationship with your husband. Maybe you're having a rough time at work now. Maybe... You know, you're thinking about, you know, well, I want to do this thing that I want to do right now because I just want to do it. I should be able to do this thing that I want to do. Well, my friend, the Bible doesn't say that that's how we live our lives. The Bible says that when we love the Lord Jesus, that we live every moment like he is right there with us because he is. He's right here with us right now. Because that's what his word says. He says, I'm going to never leave you or forsake you. And he says, if we want the Christian life, we have to take up our cross. We have to take up our cross daily. Daily. I understand why 
Jesus said in his word that we must take up our cross daily because it is a daily choice. It's a moment by moment choice. Every day, I have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. We have a choice to make in our own lives. And it's our choice and our choice alone. God isn't going to make you do it. He's not going to cause you to or force you to do it. He wants you to draw to, to do it. He's going to draw you by his Holy Spirit. But in the end, it's your choice. If you choose, then God has so much for you. If you choose to relinquish everything over to him, everything, everything, all your hopes, all your fears, everything. See, Jesus wants your whole heart, not just some of it. And that means that you give him everything. Everything. You take up your cross. That word means that you die with him on the cross daily. It says it in his word, that you die with him on the cross daily. Your flesh must die. Paul said it in his word and he said that if he preached but he himself was cast out what good would that be? What good would that be? If he taught all the people that he was teaching, all the people in his churches that he taught, but then he still himself was cast out, that was a problem. He said that he has to keep his flesh under subjection. We all do. There's joy that comes from understanding that you can give it all over to the Lord. And he really will take it if you trust him with it. He really will take it if you trust him with it. Trust him with it. All of it. And he'll work out the details. Gone are the days where you hold on to that problem, believing that you're the one that has to solve it. Your kids aren't living for the Lord, you give them over to Him. Pray for them. Pray for them. Your husband or your wife isn't honoring God in their lives? The truth is, you can only walk out your relationship with Christ. Only you can. You can't control somebody else and say, if it isn't something that God has put you in authority over, you can't say, well, I have to tell, show them how I'm supposed to be treated. No. The Bible doesn't call that love. The Bible calls that pride. How many of us have lived our lives thinking what the world says about teaching the people around you 
how you're supposed to be treated. Jesus didn't do that. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus went to the slaughter like a lamb. He didn't say anything. When they pulled out his beard, they spit on him, they slapped him, they beat him. He didn't say anything. The Bible doesn't say that we have to stand up for our rights. The world says that. And if you understand that you're living a life, the Christian life, it has to be so different than the world. It has to be so different from the world. The world calls your life foolishness. The what wisdom you read in the word, the word, the world calls it foolishness. The world says that the things of Christ are foolishness. Don't be a fool yourself, my friend, and think that living according to the world is living for the Lord. I had a conversation with a person once. I don't know if I'll ever forget it. In fact, I'm sure I won't ever forget it. I had a conversation with this person and they were talking about how they were being treated. They were talking about what was right and what was fair. And I remember the person would always say, it was a family, a couple of people in a family, and I remember they would always say, why is it that everybody says that we're not Christians? I remember saying the person saying that. And they didn't understand there were no fruits in their life. When you live the Christian life, you have self-control. And you recognize that your life is not your own. Your life is not your own. A worldly life is your own. A worldly life is where you're your own woman and you're your own man. And that's what you live by. That's a worldly life. And if you want that, well, you know you have a choice. That's your choice. But if you want the Christian life and you want the freedom that God has for you, then you're going to have to give up your life and live for Christ. The Bible says, to die is to live. To die in Christ is to live. What does that mean? It means that when you choose to not keep a record of wrongs for the people around you, when you choose that you're not going to be the one to tell them that it's time that they do this or do that, when you realize that all the word says for you is for you alone, for you, you begin to recognize how you walk out that word. And the way that you walk it out is you live for Christ. You. You die to Christ, to yourself. You die in him. He died for your sins. Blood has to be shed. Blood had to be shed for your sins to be forgiven. In order for you to live the Christian life, you have to walk a 
according to the word, not according to your opinions, not according to what you think, not according to what you see, but according to the word and only the word. If you're not doing that, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Jesus said, come follow me. Come follow me, he said. Why? Because he understood how hard it was going to be for us to let go of our own ideas and agendas and our own thoughts and opinions about the way the world around us should be run. And let him take care of it. The secret to the Christian life is Jesus. That's really it. You can't do it on your own. You can't. And Jesus knew that. We can't do it on our own. You have to give it over to Jesus Christ. You have to die to him daily. You have to put your flesh under subjection. Paul said that he beat his flesh. That means it was a serious choice that was very difficult. He used the word beat, put his flesh under subjection. And he said he wasn't foolish. And he told us to not be foolish. Don't be foolish and think that you're going to have an eternity with Jesus if you're living your agenda here. Don't be a fool. You either serve God or you serve Satan. And it's your choice to do. But whichever one you do, there will be repercussions. Are you living your life right now for Jesus Christ? Are you living your life according to his word? Is everything that comes out of your mouth according to the word? Or are you pointing the finger at the people around you? Are you pointing your finger at your family, at your friends, at your job, at your boss, at your coworkers, at your mom, at your dad, at your children? Are you pointing your finger or are you looking at yourself? Because see, the word says that you who have a moat in your own eye cannot even see clearly to get what's in the other person's eye, in your brother's eye. Because it says, until you get it out of your own eye, the log out of your own eye, you can't see clearly. You can't even see clearly. That means stop looking at the other people around you. It isn't your job. You gotta stop it. It isn't your job. So maybe you're saying, okay, okay, I have to teach my children. You're right, you are responsible for that. But you've got to teach them the word and let them make the decision on their own. 
and understand that God is going to deal with them. And his word says that he chastises those that he loves. He'll chastise your children because he loves them. And they're going to deal with consequences. They're going to deal with things because of their own choices that they chose to walk away from the Lord or they chose to not give themselves fully to the Lord, just like you. If I choose not to live for the Lord, he can chastise me to teach me. He doesn't want to, but he wants to teach me. So if that's the way it has to be, then that's the way it's going to be. Because God knows our heart. He knows your heart. He knows your family member's heart. He knows the people around you's heart. See, there's somebody out there today. And what I'm saying to you is really something you've been struggling with. There's a way that God set everything up. Everything. He has an order. I want to tell you a story. And... Uh, no, maybe I won't tell you that story. But I've learned in my life what the Word says about the way God does things. It looks totally like foolishness. It makes no sense to our mind. But he has such a plan. And if we trust him, he'll carry it out. I've seen him do it so many times in my own life. I've watched him do it so many times. I'm in disbelief about just how amazing I... I Disbelief isn't the right word. He is just so amazing. I cannot possibly work things out the way the Lord God works things out. There is, I've never, ever been able to do it the way he did it in so many situations in my life. In so many situations in my life. I've watched the situation I've watched it unfold. I've had my opinion. I thought this is what I needed to do. I went to the Word, and the Word told me I was supposed to do something different. And when I did what the Word said, it all turned out wonderfully. Every single time. To Jesus be the glory. See, there's somebody here today struggling and you're struggling with the people around you and what's happening and you just can't, you're just frustrated because you feel like you cannot control what's going on and you're trying so desperately. But the truth is, friend, you shouldn't try to control it. You've got to relinquish your life over to the Lord if you want freedom in him. The word says this. The word says that everything is his is yours. Did you know that? Everything that's the Lord God's is yours. 
You are. You have inherited it through Jesus Christ. Whatever God has, he gave to you. You are a joint heir through Jesus Christ. You are. That means what is God's is yours. He gave it to you. Victory. 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 Victory is yours. But God does not do things the way we do things. God does things the holy way. I'm going to share something with you. The word tells us to live a holy life. We have choices. The answer and the key to a holy life is to live for Jesus. If you live for him, everything in your life is going to be to please him. You're not going to be worried about what that other person is doing and what they're getting away with. You're not going to worry about that because you're living to please Jesus. You're not going to worry about how it's going to turn out because you're holding on to Jesus. I remember going through a situation in my life and I remember it was One of the most horrible things that's happened in my life. And I remember crying out to Jesus. I distinctly remember this, saying to him, I thought I would turn away from you if something like this happened. I remember that. I remember where I was. I was driving in the car. And I remember it distinctly. I remember saying, I thought, I remember talking to the Lord, I thought I would turn away from you if something like this happened. But God in his sovereignty has picked up all the pieces and at that moment he picked up every piece and gave me the strength to go on. I'll never forget it. I'd never experienced anything like that in my life. But that's the sovereign God we serve. The sovereign God we serve is a God that knows what's going to happen because he is sovereign. He gave us free will to make choices in our lives. But because he loves us so much, he's right there waiting to pick up the pieces for you, hold you, comfort you, guide you. All you've got to do is ask him.
even when you don't ask him. I've watched him send people my way because he knew I didn't know what to ask. See, <laughs> we serve a mighty, mighty God. He knows your problems before you even know what they are. He knew I was going to cry out to him that day in the car. He knew. He knew. He is a mighty God. And he said that he designed us for his glory. When we love, honor, and obey him, he gets the glory and Jesus is magnified in our lives. But there is no glory when we live for ourselves. See that moment where I cried out to him, it was because I didn't know what to do. And I asked him, what do I do? Everything was a mess, everything. But he picked up the pieces. He picked up the pieces. Like he always does. He picked up the pieces. Is my life perfect? No. Far from it. But he didn't promise me perfection. He promised to be there with me and to guide me if I asked him and to be there to fight my battles and give me the victory if only I would take up my cross and follow Jesus daily. You don't have the victory if you don't take up your cross what does that mean? That means you relinquish it all over to him. And you say, Lord Jesus, I don't even know how to pray. The Bible says that God's Holy Spirit prays through us when we don't even know what we ought to pray. How's that for an awesome God? I can't tell you how many times I've said, I don't even know what to pray. Show me what to pray. And then there I go, speaking in tongues, praying, because the Holy Spirit is speaking through me, praying through me. Friends, your life, might be in a shambles right now. You might not know which way to turn. 
you might not know what to do. But if you put your trust in Jesus, give it all over to him, all of it, every single thing, he's going to give you the victory. He gets the victory. Through your life, he is glorified. Jesus' name is lifted up. The Bible says that no flesh can glory in his presence. When your flesh, when your flesh rises up, you're not giving the Lord the glory. But when you pick up your cross, when you pick it up and you say, Jesus, I don't have the answer. But your word tells me this is what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to do it. Even though I don't want to do it, maybe. I need you to help me want to do it. Friends, you've got to ask him to even give you the desire. I remember. I remember asking the Lord on multiple occasions, give me the desire to desire what you want. Give me the desire for what you say, for your heart. I want to love what you love. That's my constant prayer. I want my heart turned towards you. Turn my heart towards you, Lord God. Turn my heart towards you. When David prayed, and you've read it in his scripture, in the scripture you've read, in the Psalms, he says, Make in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Make in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David understood his heart was wicked, and God called him a man after his own heart. So if God, who said David, was a man after his own heart, but David still needed the Lord to cleanse his heart, he needed a new heart, don't you think you do too? If Paul who God trusted enough to use him 
to write more of the Bible than any man. He knew he would. He knew that Paul was yielded over to his Holy Spirit. So he used Paul's hands for his word. But Paul had a choice to be yielded. Don't you think you need to make the same decision? If Paul said it, if David said it, Jesus said it. Do you remember at the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was praying? He relinquished his will over to the Father. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus. He knew it needed to be done in order for you and I to have victory in life. In order for him to get the glory, for him to be glorified. In order for Satan to be defeated, Jesus knew the will of the Father had been done. He said it throughout his word, through his ministry. I do what I see the Father say. I do my Father's will. That's what he says through his word. Because he loved his Father. And he says in his word, if you love me, why don't you do what I say? He says that to us. The Christian life is the yielded life. The life where you take up your cross daily and you give it. You give your life. You die every day. But when you die, the word says that you have victory. You have life. Through your death, you have life in Christ. It's the only way. You're not going to have life in Christ if you choose. You pick and choose what you want to do in your life. If you pick and choose... I, this I'm going to relinquish over to the Lord and this, well, this part I'm going to hold on to. That's not a life in Christ. That's in your flesh. And I'm not telling you not anything that I don't have to do myself. The word said that there will be enmity between the flesh and the spirit. Your whole life. As long as you have flesh, my friends, there's going to be a battle. But how do you have victory? To give it over to the Lord. To give it all to Jesus daily. You pick up your cross and you say, Jesus, not my will, but I choose to follow you. He said, take up your cross and follow me. All of those disciples he told every one of them, follow me.
my friends, a life of victory comes in Christ and in Christ alone. In Christ alone. Victory is in Jesus Christ. And if you put your trust in him, he will work it all out. All of it. All of it. Read your word. That's the way you see how to live your life in him. All the instructions are in the word. Every instruction. Every single instruction. It tells you everything. Everything in the word. Everything. And through Jesus Christ, you will have the victory. You're not going to have a perfect life. God didn't promise us that. But he promised us victory. And victory, my friends, is when Jesus Christ gets the glory in your life. That's victory. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, oh, And before I continue, friends, I want to pray with you here. I want to pray with you. And I want you to know, if you're saying to yourself, I don't have that freedom. You, 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 you're, you're talking about having victory. My life has been a mess. My life has been a total wreck. All of the things that I've tried to do haven't worked out. Everything that I've worked on has been a big shambles. Every single thing that I've tried to do has been a problem. Friends, Jesus is your answer. Maybe you're saying, I've tried it. I've heard about this, but every time I try, it just doesn't seem to work out. And here I am again, back at the same place. There's hope. There's hope. If you put your trust in Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm going to do what you say because your word tells me that that's where the victory is. And your word tells me that that's what you want for me. And you're going to give me everything I need. And you're going to teach me. And you're going to show me. And you're going to lead me by your spirit. The Lord Jesus is going to change your life. But you have a choice here today. So if you want that victory. And you want that peace. And you want what God wants for your life and you're tired of all the problems, and you're tired of everything just turning into a mess, 
and you don't even know how things are going to work out tomorrow, and you can't see how anybody can figure out how their life is going to be okay all the time, because what you've experienced has been chaos, and what you've experienced has been confusion, and all of the things that you've seen were not good. And your life doesn't have any meaning. And you're asking yourself, why am I here? This is so difficult. This is so hard. I'm tired of feeling this way. I want you to say this prayer with me. Because the answer is in Jesus Christ. He is the one. He'll clean up your life. You can't clean it up yourself, but he can. He'll clean it up. He'll put everything in order. He'll lead you right through all the chaos and to the end, to the other side, to the victory. And he will never leave you and never forsake you. He'll always have him, always. And he'll always forgive you. And he'll always love you. I want you to pray this now with me. If that's what you want in your life. You want that freedom. Believe it in your heart. And speak it with your mouth with me today. Repeat it after me. Oh Jesus, I need you. I need you because I can't live this life on my own. I don't have any peace. I don't have any joy. I don't have any victory. I don't have any freedom. And I need it. And I need you. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. So that my sins would be forgiven. And one day when I die, I'll be with you in eternity. I'll be with the Father in eternity, with God in eternity. But I believe that I have to believe on you in order to believe that you are the Son of God. I believe died and shed your blood for my sins. And I believe that I will eternity in heaven because today I accept you. Lord and Savior. Jesus, I give you everything. I decide today to trust you. I decide today to follow you. I decide today that you are going to be the leader in my life. I'm not going to figure it out. I'm going to let you. I'm going to go to you for everything. Jesus, I believe that you are my freedom. I believe that you are my peace. And I give my life to you today. I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. Come and live in my heart. Take over my heart. I choose you today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Friend, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to welcome you to the most wonderful life to a new life, a new 
life in Jesus Christ. Welcome. 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 You are in for a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life. Our time is finished for now. I'm just so glad that you tuned in. I'm just so glad that you decided to hear and listen to my heart for today. Friends, I want to end on this note. No one is perfect except Jesus. The glory is for Jesus and Jesus alone. I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for each and every one that listened here today. Prepare their hearts that they may continue to walk and just ponder on everything that you used me to say today. Transform their hearts. Penetrate their hearts. Change them. Open up their eyes. Remove the blinders. So they see what you say they are in you. In Jesus' name, I promise to give you the glory and the honor and all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Friends, I want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. And until next time, I love you.